Welcome to the Leadership Void Podcast. Enrique and Vince here, and we're all about helping you develop and fill the areas of void in your leadership. Let's get started. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Leadership Void Podcast. I'm Enrique Vince, my co-host, and we're back in Florida sharing some sunshine from Tampa. Uh, And Vince will introduce Oh, yeah. Happy December, everyone. You know, I hope you all had a great Thanksgiving. We're just so excited again to be here in the Sunshine State in Tampa, Florida. We have Garth Arivolo. He is the CEO of Lucos from Tampa again. So we're just great, grateful to have him. So, Garth, please just tell us a little bit about you first. Yeah, happy to be here, guys. Thanks for the invite. So a little bit about me. Uh, I was in the Air Force active duty for 12 years. Uh, and uh, then followed on uh, with eight in the reserves. But after getting on a, uh, out of active duty, I started a business. Uh, linked up with a, a guy I served with on active duty, and uh, for the last almost 14 years now, we've been running Lucos. So uh, while I was on active duty, I was a contracting officer, which meant I was act- working in acquisition, buying things. A lot of the years that uh, I was uh, on active duty, did a lot of support to the special operations community. So I learned a lot about uh, how they work. Uh, I wasn't an operator myself, but a lot of the support, logistics, acquisition, things like that, I was pretty familiar with. So I saw a lot of opportunities in the defense contracting world and uh, had always wanted to be a, a, you know, my own boss. So learned a lot from the military, but transitioned on to, uh, to that and entrepreneurship. It's been a lot of fun since. Well, we definitely have uh, shared some of your history. We've seen you, your business here in Central Florida, a lot of the veteran uh, events you've been at speaking. So we're so proud of what you've done uh, post-service and with this company. So tell us a little bit more about Lucos. Sure. Uh, Lucos is a diversified training and professional services firm. We have uh, a lot of work, uh, like I said, from the special operations community. Uh, with experience in that. We do uh, training. We run a major exercise for the Marine Special Operations. We do a lot of analysis of different training for different special operations and a lot of the joint commands. So we have them uh, for the regions. So we have folks in uh, Europe, uh, focus on Asia, South America, things like that. So we have uh, a lot of joint work and uh, in general, all over the military, we have contracts with all the different military school for the military services and uh, continuing to grow that. Absolutely. You know, continue to grow. Indeed, that's what it's all about. You know, making that qualm, right? making that cheddar. But uh, great, great narrative story. I love hearing about it. So when you hit uh, 2020 and the pandemic hit the whole world, how did Luco survive or what did you guys do to, in that current time? Sure. Yeah. Uh, just like most any other business, we were, uh, you know, didn't know what to expect. Uh, some of our contracts, I mentioned, we do a, an exercise for the Marine Special Operations. And a lot of those live in-person things stopped for a little bit. But luckily for us, a lot of the work uh, was to deem mission critical. So we had to uh, change a lot of the things we did. Uh, we recruited folks from all over the country to help support in the training events and we had to change those up. So we had to consider our regional, uh, where people were coming from, and there was a lot of movement, but the training that we were running continued, um, and the government didn't stop. So the vast majority of our work continued on, 
uh, even the exercises, they said, hey, we are, we're still deploying Marines, so we still need the support. We had to make some big adjustments and uh, so forth. But the business, uh, while it had some hiccups at the beginning, uh, we were able to sort through those in, in collaboration with the Marines and other customers. There was a lot of changing work schedules. A lot of our folks worked in classified spaces and those uh, caused challenges because people couldn't get on their classified networks at home, obviously. So they had to come into different shifts. And uh, our program management team and, and partners and things like that all really came together. And we had a lot of, a lot of success uh, working with the different changes, but the business then continued to grow. Uh, we had been positioning for years, uh, a lot of the things we were doing. So we luckily we were able to continue to grow even with all the, all the things going on. And in some places the government seemed to work a little bit more efficiently. Um, some folks were working from home and, and uh, um, so a lot of things worked well. Um, we were lucky enough in our industry where we did not uh, see a lot, see much of a drop off. There were some areas that did, um, but not really for Lucos. We were luckily well positioned and were able to continue to grow in 2020 and 2021 were, were really good years for us when it all, after some of the beginnings of the uh, uncertainties uh, and we were able to deal with those, we've had, we've, uh, you know, worked through them all and we're thrilled to be where we are today. And that's a amazing and a testament of the true relationship of, of having a DOD background, military flex type of background and being able to assimilate and adjust with the environment. So kudos to you guys uh, for taking on, you know, that venture and just being able to adjust uh, accordingly. Uh, now, you know, you, you have your past, you have your present but there's also a future. So what's in the horizon uh, for Lucos? Like I mentioned, since we've been growing, uh, uh, just like any small business, uh, we're still a small business. Um, we have, uh, the, you know, you, you have to put in new, new processes in place, new people in place. And uh, what used to, you know, one person used to have five hats. You, as you start growing, you start taking hats off and giving those to other people. So um, we were uh, a very flat organization, and that works for a while, but uh, eventually you have to start to put different people and align people's responsibilities, accountabilities. So a lot of what we're working on right now is trying to help define uh, new roles for new people we're bringing on, uh, for new contracts that we have, new customers that we support. How do we best align to match up with uh, meeting the customer's needs? and also uh, how we work efficiently as a company. Because as we grow, we know that, um, you know, you try to continue to find new efficiencies as a business to be able to continue to be profitable and perform well. So that balance between uh, adding people and, uh, and working through different um, challenges of personnel um, and growth is, is something we're working on. So we've got some, uh, we're taking some time away from the business to work on the business. That's, uh, that's something every entrepreneur talks about, whether you're working on the business or working in the business, it's easy to work in the business. And, uh, and we're taking, we're, we've been lately, especially focusing on working on the business and structure. Well, I'll tell you why Lucas's footprint is growing, but that's a great problem to have because it's going to be more efficient and grow exponentially. So kudos to you and your team over there. So let's transition, uh, Garth, and talk a little bit about your development uh, professionally, either in the Air Force or the several years you've done as CEO of Luco. So what professional development areas do you work on to improve your capabilities as a leader? 
Yeah, sure. Uh, so just like any leader, uh, I read a lot. There's a lot of uh, um, good things to learn from there. But one thing uh, that might be a little different, or at least uh, in the defense contracting community, is that it's very collaborative. Um, unlike when I talk to other folks in other industries, the, uh, my peers, other CEOs or other business leaders of, in our industry, um, we usually talk a lot. So for many years, um, from when we first started uh, back in 2008, we started asking questions and people would answer them in our industry. So we, we sought out uh, people who had gone before us and the amount of help that we got from those sorts of folks was tremendous. So we continue to call our friends uh, that run other businesses and these businesses uh, sometimes will compete with it. But because a lot of the folks are veteran owned businesses or at least work in this, in this industry, there is a, a lot more openness and willing to look out for each other that I think you wouldn't find in other industries. So uh, we've constantly tried to model ourselves under, uh, off of businesses that we admire, both the people, the organizations, uh, how they do business, things like that. So we continue to do that. And now that we've had a lot of success, we have a lot of those kind of companies coming to us. So we absolutely pay it forward uh, because so many people have looked out for us and given us advice along the way. And some of those folks were now bigger than, <laughs> um, you know, that we're bigger than us. We were, the, we were the startup, now we're more the mature company. And uh, that collaboration is still something. So we give advice uh, to our peers, similar companies, smaller companies, bigger companies, or certain things I think we do bigger than, uh, better than some of the bigger companies. And there's others that we don't, and we're trying to we're trying to uh, trying to get better. So, um, also another thing I did recently is I joined the Tampa Bay CEO Council. So uh, I wanted again to reach out to other leaders in industry and business to learn from them. That was uh, that's just a, a beginning of a process for me. So I, I really like the in person. I like the you know reading books is great, and I can definitely learn a lot from that. But it's also talking to the people. And, um, and interacting and, and, and going back and forth about challenges or opportunities. And collaboration is so key to growth, uh, not only as a company, but personally. And so good that you have that collaboration within the industry uh, and also taking your time to give out and collaborate with others. That's wonderful. Now, uh, God, when you was growing up in the military, uh, on your reserve side, active side, and now all these years as a CEO, you've undoubtedly learned some things that have gotten you through uh, some hurdles and some tough times. What are some of those things that you could share with an up-and-coming leader uh, that you would like to? Yeah, you know, a couple of things I learned in the military that I still think I use uh, regularly today is, um, you know, being a humble leader is important but also uh, confidence is important. Um, so early on in my um, military career, I was working with a peer who uh, loved a lot of self-deprecating humor. Uh, he was a really just kind of uh, amiable guy and so forth. But we also, as, as a contracting officer, and so regularly we had to sit across the table from um, major defense companies. So the ones that you've heard about, you know, publicly listed companies, and we would have to negotiate with those folks. And so he would always say, yeah, you know, I'm just a, you know, so-and-so and I don't know a whole lot. And I, you know, I pulled him aside and I said, hey, you know, we are leaders here. We're representing the government. We're in that case, the Air Force um, in these negotiations. And if they think you're not smart, 
they're going to try to take advantage of even and I know you are smart um and so you know he was kind of a uh, a guy like you know that just enjoyed that and it was fun you know talking around with your friends like this but in a situation like that he was going to be the lead of something and um he came up to me actually years later and said Garth you know that that one comment you made um is really ma mattered now he's a he's a colonel in the air force he's been a, a squadron commander multiple times I, I didn't influence him that much can't take that much credit for it but just little things like that you know because he had this humble thing but he didn't always necessarily demonstrate the confidence. And I knew he had the confidence, but sometimes the, the humbleness kind of came too much. And, uh, and so then he started to kind of behave more confident, especially because he had to represent a group of people. He was the lead negotiator on some major contracts. Um, so I think that balance of um, being humble and also confident is a balance that uh, you know, all of us need to work on. Um, I don't think I have that figured out all the time. Um, but that's something uh, I thought was interesting and, uh, and something I think about. Another one that as I was starting the business um, that I read in one of the, a, a book that I don't hear about a lot, but I've recommended to a lot of friends is called the Partnership Charter. Um, it, it's not necessarily on the top of the lists for uh, business books, but it was a really good book that uh, talked about how majority of hyper growth companies are actually partnerships. You hear about Bill Gates, but you don't hear about you know, uh, some of his partners, uh, you know, Bill Gates is the representative for Microsoft. You, you know, you hear about uh, Steve Jobs. You don't hear about Steve Wozniak as much if you read about that. But a lot of these companies started at least started out as partnerships. And some of the other companies that didn't um, maybe, you know, have one leader, uh, a founder, oftentimes has a spouse or a significant other kind of working really hard in the background. So while a lot of people think I'm going to go go on this uh, journey by myself, this kind of lone entrepreneur kind of thing as a leader, that's great. But I think there's some real benefits to, especially in entrepreneurship, to seeking out partners in your business. And, uh, and I really think that that is uh, a challenge. A lot of people who are A-type, they, they, they have feel like, oh, well, am I going to have to compromise here? But uh, for us, a partnership has been excellent. And I look around at a lot of the other companies that I see have been successful. The partnership companies have generally been more successful than the ones that weren't. Um, they have uh, they benefit from founders' different experiences. In my case, my my uh, co-founder was very different than I. I was a contracting officer in the Air Force. He was an Army Special Forces officer. So we both brought a different background, different connections, different ideas about things. So I, I highly recommend the Partnership Charter to anyone who's interested in entrepreneurship. It brought up things like you know what are going to happen you know five ten years down the road when you're making big business decisions. You know, what happens when a founder wants to retire? What happens when a founder wants to sell? What happens uh, when, the, when someone wants to hire their kids for the, uh, you know, as employees of the company? And um, it, it was written by a guy who had arbitrated a lot of uh, business disputes. So he saw a lot of these things. So I thought there was a lot of value in identifying things that you want to do with a company while you're getting along. Because later on, <laughs> if you're not getting along, it's a lot harder to kind of put those things in place. So from a leadership, I wanted to set a, a culture and an understanding with a partner as leaders that we could, under, we could get along, we could, we could set for the company and sort of values and ethics and where we wanted to take the company before we even started. So those were really good things for me uh, when, we got, when we got going and I recommend it to all my uh, fellow entrepreneurs. Oh, absolutely. Not only entrepreneurs, emerging leaders, and everyone, I think, first and foremost, being humble and being confident, right? 
and know you're doing something bigger than yourself, whatever you're wearing, either uniform or suit, you're representing that company or that organization or that military branch. So that's great advice. And then you talk about this partnership. I see it more, it's like the marriage, right? We all have these great things coming in, but long-term, you have to be prepared for that. What if you bring your kids to the table and to the, to the equation? What if you lose a partner or so? So this great advice, Garth, I thank you for sharing those. And with all those great advice come different challenges always, you know, but reading books is good, but operationalizing it is another thing. So how do you, Garth, handle challenges you currently face, facing or have faced in the past? Yeah, so um, like I mentioned, as we're growing, we're trying to structure the business more. So uh, after talking to a whole bunch of other businesses in a variety of industries, uh, a process that a lot of uh, businesses in our uh, situation are following is a book called Traction. So going back to a book, it's a great process for small businesses, and we're starting that. And it's really trying to focus us on the long term, also setting intermediate goals. So we are, uh, you know, as we, like I said, we're adding and people change and things like that. We're trying to build a, a structure for the company that is enduring. So uh, I recommend anyone who has a small to medium sized business to check out the book Traction, become more and more uh, popular. And even if you're not, uh, maybe even if you're not running a business, Traction is a good way to potentially influence the business that you're in. Uh, it's got good ways to help organize the company, identify responsibilities, and just be more efficient. So we are uh, dealing with a lot of those uh, growth issues, but they're positives. They're really positives, and we're excited about those, but we want to do it smartly. So this is another uh, method that I think a lot of successful businesses and most of the businesses I've talked to have come out on the other side of going through this process and they're a lot more efficient. Uh, people like working there more because they have more understanding of the visions, the values, the goals of the company. And those are something that easy to, to kind of pass by. And uh, you, you know, all, we all have visions. What we found is we, the founders have great vision, but we're not always communicating that to the people. So the process of traction and other things is uh, helping us to work on making sure that the other people in the company know those. We think they do, but you know, you can never spend enough time on that. And again, working on the business to try to set us, set ourselves on the right course. Absolutely. And traction and efficiency is definitely some ingredients that you need to go from A to B. And so, but in, in that area, when we're actually going down a road, there's going to be so many opportunities for change and change comes at us through either challenges or an opportunity. So what strategies have you built around change? We are, um, we're constantly working with the right people, you know, looking for the right people to help us um, and trying to hire the right people based on a set of qualities. In the military contracting world, defense contracting, there's a lot of technical expertise that's needed, a lot of, uh, a lot of things, but we've been focusing more on trying to find the right people with the right personal qualities. Because what we've seen is we don't know all of what's going to happen. And so as change is happening, uh, trying to find the right people that are flexible enough, that have the right attitudes, that can look at a challenge, look at a change, and be ready for that. That's something that um, you know I think as a company we're trying to do, to be able to be better, to be able to handle change. We don't know all the things that are coming. Like I said, we, we're trying to uh, align ourselves, set visions, set goals for the company and communicate those. But, you know, from one year to the next, there's always, you know, no one knew what was going to happen in 2020. 
um, even before th challenges like that, the, the companies had you know, new contracts or uh, personnel challenges, things like that. And so flexibility and finding the people with the right kinds of personal qualities, uh, I think is gonna help us, it has helped us. Those people who have been the most able, to, uh, able and ready to change has helped me and helped uh, the organization a lot. Well, definitely finding the right people. Talk about finding the right people. This is an opportunity for our listeners that want to know how to find you or get in touch with this wonderful organization that's been around 13 years plus. So how do they get a hold of you, Garth, or Lucos? Um, yeah, one of the reasons we picked Lucos as a name is we had Lucos.com. <laughs> so, um, you know, when you start a company and you, you have a a name, uh, you know, there's not many uh, websites that aren't really taken. So we actually found one that uh, worked out. We like the name. Lukos means wolf uh, in ancient Greek. So we had a motto. We had an we had a mascot, if you if you will. Um, it's part of our logo and things like that. So Lukos.com is very easy to find. Um, you know, folks can reach out to me. Uh, LinkedIn is a great way. Garth Arevalo, I'm on LinkedIn, active user, and uh, and happy to do that. I do a lot of, um, you know, whether it be, you want to call it mentoring or just friendship or things like that. I really do my best to take time for, for almost anyone that comes in, especially veterans as they're transitioning or veteran entrepreneurs, things like that. I do spend a lot of time working with veterans um, and things like that. So I think that's where we met and some of those opportunities. And I look forward to more of those kinds of uh, interactions, whether they be veteran or, or any, anything else. So LinkedIn is a great way to, uh, to reach out to me. And uh, of course, you know, check out our website as a company, lucos.com. We're always hiring. We're always looking for folks. Uh, we have folks all over the country. So, and I, you know, even if Lucos doesn't hire uh, the person, we also try to point them in the right direction. Our network is strong. And so we always try to help our help folks as best as, as we can. We can't always do that, but we are always uh, working on that. And, uh, and the, be the best we can, we try to make re referrals to friends if we don't have opportunities for them. Well, that's a definite, uh, wonderful approach at, uh, you know, going after uh, a work or anything like that. So, and God, we're, we're witnesses, right, of you spending time and talking to veteran entrepreneurs. We're so grateful for that time that you do invest in this community. And, and, and we'll have all that information about your company in the show notes in the video so everybody can get a hold of you guys. Hey, folks, if you want to get a hold of us at the Leadership Void, the leadership void at gmail.com is where you will send us uh, any email, any requests, anything that you would like to, for us to cover in terms of leadership. And if you want us to have a guest on, hey, make that suggestion as well, and we'll curate that. But, Garth, thank you so much for being with us today. We really enjoyed this time. Thanks for the time, guys. You guys are doing great work and uh, happy to be a little bit of a part of it. Well, you know, and also it's December, so we're closing out the month with some great and the year with some great entrepreneurs as yourself, Garth. And we have a couple other things we want to share. We do Radio Check, which is the first and the 15th at 1900, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard. It's a way to just check in on our battles and check in on first responders and folks that just need a, a little more than just, you know, eradicate that social isolation. First and the 15th, LinkedIn Live, 7 p.m., uh, which is, of course, 1900 for those in the military, <laughs> Eastern Standard Time. Subscription drive. We have Standing O. We have this wonderful book going on. It's our subscription of 200. So hit our uh, like us, follow us, and you enter into a drawing to that wonderful book, Standing O by Scott McGregor. It's Salute Edition, Lessons in Gratitude. 
Next week, we go northeast. We'll go put on our jackets and speak with another dynamic veteran. And lastly, we are do this honestly for because we have the opportunity to have a great sponsor from the home team of Round Point Mortgage Service Corporation. So thank you, Round Point. Thank you, the home team, for sponsoring uh, the Leadership Void. But again, today is all about Garth and Lucos. He's doing wonderful things. And the Wolf Pack and the Wolf Scenario and his company. So we thank you, Go, uh, Garth, and happy December. And I hope you have a great year and years to come. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Thank you for tuning in to the Leadership Void Podcast. If you have any topics you would like to discuss or you are dealing with leadership issues, be sure to write us at theleadershipvoid at gmail.com. Don't forget to subscribe and share. Until next time.